not going to talk about the rapture. The rapture um, is, like I said, the very first event uh, that's going to happen before the tribulation period. And the tribulation period is seven years long, based on what it says in the Bible. And now again, in the end times, there will be tons and tons of signs that the end times are drawing near. So I want you guys to remember that as we go through this study of the end times. It's not like, oh, this is going to happen and boom, end times happen. Jesus predicts, well, he doesn't predict, he tells us that all these things will happen. But it's a pretty broad description, which we'll, we'll look at in a second. And so when somebody says, hey, this so-and-so event happened, or this happened, so I bet Jesus is coming back tomorrow, nobody knows that. Even says, Jesus even says in the Bible, nobody knows the, when the time will come, when the world becomes, comes to an end, except God himself. So none of these signs singularly point to the end time will come tomorrow or something. But there are things in the Bible uh, that lead up to the end times. And so to be aware of those is important for us today. And the reason it's important for us is if we know these signs, as we see these things happen in our world today, we can start to prepare our hearts and minds for it now, knowing that this is what's going to happen. It's inevitable. We can't stop it. And if we also know these things are going to happen and the world is going to gradually get worse and worse, morality-wise, until Christ eventually returns, then we don't have to fear these things. Because a lot of times, Christians will see things happen in the world today that are sinful, and you know, crazy things are happening, they're like, oh my goodness, this is the worst thing ever, what do we do? We're freaking out, you know, uh, you know, why is God letting this happen? Well, you know, for thousands of years, God said it's going to happen. So, we really shouldn't be caught on guard by these things. And I catch myself doing that, too, when I see something crazy on the news, or somebody, some new sexual movement, or some crazy thing, you know, kids are doing today, I'm like, how can people be doing that? But in reality, we shouldn't really be caught on guard or fear those things, because God tells us thousands of years ago, it's going to happen. And although we can lead people to Christ and preach the truth, and we should do that, ultimately we can't totally stop it. Because the only person that can totally stop sin is Christ, and until he comes back a second time, the world's still going to be a sinful and corrupt place. And then also, by, by learning this today and through our study, it hopefully should put an urgency in our heart and a clear focus in our mind to reach the lost. Because we know the world is drawing to an end eventually, whether it's in our lifetime or the lifetimes beyond ours. It should encourage and motivate us to start sharing the gospel with the lost. Because we know there's limited time. And we don't know if it's a day, if it's 500 years, but we know it is coming to an end. So because we know that the world is coming to an end eventually, we should have an urgency and determination in our heart to share the gospel with the lost, because we never know when that time is going to run out. And we know these things, it's going to get worse and worse until Jesus comes. Okay, so, what right, are the signs of the end times? This is what's going to be real fascinating. The biggest passage we can go to to really dive into the one of the signs the end times are coming is Matthew chapter 24. What's interesting about that is when you hear end times, people typically think of what book in the Bible? Revelation. Revelation. But throughout the Bible, it actually talks about end times. And one of the most 
detailed passages about how the end times will eventually come is actually in Matthew. And Jesus is the one that actually says this. So, you know, it comes from Jesus, we should really pay attention to. And so in Matthew 24, verses 5 through 14, I'm going to read it off to you guys, and I want you guys to listen to all the things Jesus says will happen before the quote-unquote rapture happens. So here's Here's the things that will lead up to the end times. So Matthew 24, starting in verse 5, says, For many will come in my name, of my Jesus' name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. The end is not yet. Now listen to all the things he says will also happen before the end comes. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All of these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to the tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And the last verse is really, really interesting. He says, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. So, it's kind of funny. Jesus talks about all these terrible things that are going to happen. And then, to close it off, he says, Oh, and by the way, the gospel is going to be preached to everybody, and then boom, the end's going to come. Um, so, it's kind of like, when you, when you think about that, it's such a drastic turn in that last verse. It makes you think, well, why is that? And a lot of people will speculate what that means. But I think in reality, what it means is when all these terrible things begin to happen, which you already see a lot of these things happen, by the way, but as they get worse and worse and worse, and the end draws near, people are going to be dire for hope. This is going to be a loveless, hopeless society. And people are going to be desperate for some kind of answer, some kind of resolution. And now there's going to be a lot of false prophets and teachers giving them the wrong answers, but I think it, 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 as well, Christianity will see a rise in that time. Uh, because uh, people are going to be looking for answers, and they're going to be open to at least hearing about Christianity. Are they all going to accept it? No, unfortunately not. But I think the world will be more open to hearing it, even though the world may not agree with it. So some of the signs it talks about are um, sexuality and sexual morality. In the days of Noah, it actually talks about another chapter. Uh, many false teachers, wars and rumors of wars. So what you guys to think about in the last few hundred years? Just in the last few hundred years. Um, this is actually not in the Matthew chapter, but it also refers to in the Bible, a lot of people take this from the Bible, that uh, the end times, before you, before you get to the end times, the world will be as of the days of Noah. Well, if you go back and study the days of Noah, the biggest sin in that time was sexuality. 
People were like experimenting with all kinds of sexual sins and doing all the kind of terrible things that you could think of. And so when the Bible says, before the end times happen, the world will be like the days of Noah, think about our society today. Think about in the last, you know, 50 years, how far the world decayed just in America. We've got sexuality-wise. You know, you have, you have the homosexual movement for a long, long time. Of he'll be gay, he'll be a lesbian. But then, as time has progressed, you've had the transgender movement, you have um, people that are acting like animals now, and call themselves furries, and you have... Uh, I think it's a movement, I think that's elementary school. Then, um, it's actually a sexual movement, too, in a deeper sense. Um, but, um, there's, a, there's a lot of very weird things happening right now, and you can see in the last 50 years, the society is beginning a, a, a very quick world decay in America. Now again, when you look at the Bible, the Bible is not talking about America it's by itself. It's talking about the world as a whole. Okay, so we can look around the world and see how things are declining, but you can really see it in America right now morally in the sexual sense. Um, and in addition to that, you have famine, pestilences, earthquakes. You used to have stuff all the time that happens. And so again, as you're seeing these things, we can see how the world is getting closer to the end times. But a lot of these things have also happened for years and years and years. So that's why it's important to know when something like this happens, or the next big sexual movement comes up, or you know, the next big war or famine happens, you know, none of these signs are singular events. That, oh, the next earthquake, that means end times are happening. It may, but it, it, there's a good chance it, it doesn't mean that. Because when Jesus says that earthquakes will happen, wars will happen, false teachers will happen, it's plural. So we have no idea how many actually will be. And ultimately Jesus says he doesn't know the time, only God does. So I want you guys to kind of think about that. So when you see these things, it should put caution to your mind and alert to you and give you that urgency that i got to share the gospel because I know I can see the end times are drawing near. But it shouldn't freak you out or say, oh, it's happening tomorrow, because nobody knows that. Um, in addition here, I want you guys to think about a few things. People will betray one another. Lawlessness will abound. And then one of the last things Jesus says, I want you guys to really think about this. Before the end times happen, is love will be missing in the world. Love will be missing in the world. And then it talks about the gospel will be preached and the end will draw or will come. I want you to think about why that would be. Think about our world today and all the push toward, you know, live how you want to live, you know, be all about you, and you know, it's all about promoting myself and my self-image, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever feels good in the moment kind of thing. But at the same time, the more our world embraces that mindset, the more hopeless our world becomes. Anxiety rates are skyrocketing, depression skyrocketing, suicide is skyrocketing, and sometimes as a society, because we're not focusing in the lens of the Bible or Christianity or how Jesus sees the world, we don't we, we disconnect those two things. But the the worse society gets, and the more society strays away from God the less love you begin to have. Because think about this, if God is love, then the, the more you 
act like God, the more you have a better relationship with God, the closer you are to Him, the more love is spread in the world. But the farther the world gets away from God, the less attributes of God you see in the world. So when the world becomes very, very much against God as a whole, then you're not going to have love anymore. You're not going to have peace. You're not going to have the things that God, God um, has as attributes. Um, so I want to kind of conclude with this here. The rapture, as far as the rapture goes, people just disappearing and things like that, again, it's hard to say that what exactly is going to happen on that, but we believe as Christians that when the world gets to this point of lovelessness, you know, lack of peace completely, in a sense, and, you know, you have all these terrible things that are happening, that Jesus will, or God will take us, the Christians that are current at the time, up with him, and then the ones that are left endure that seven-year tribulation. On that seven-year tribulation, we'll go through that in the next few weeks, but the seven-year tribulation is a terrible, terrible time for the world as the world eventually comes to a close. I mean, it, like each day almost gets worse and worse and worse. And people are dying constantly. There's really bad turmoil in the world. Um, so we believe that as Christians, uh, we'll be spared from that. They're still alive when the end times come near. However, again, if you know this is coming, and you can see certain things that are leading to the end times, you really should put a passion and desire in your heart to start reaching the walls and start sharing with others. And I want you to think about this here. A few things in today's world as we close. Um, one of the biggest signs people will say um, happened in 1948, uh, as far as the end time probably near. Uh, anybody know what happened in 1948 that was important? I put it up here. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the Jewish temple, um, uh, they, get, they, they become a sovereign state. Um, so all of a sudden, uh, the nation of Israel becomes a sovereign state for the first time since 70 AD, back in the Bible. So why that's important is because if you look at the end times in the Bible, Israel has a prominent role in the end times. So Israel can't have a prominent role if they're not a prominent country, basically. And so all of a sudden, 1948, they become a sovereign state for the first time in 70 AD. The temple gets rebuilt. And all these things people said would never happen. And that's just crazy. The Bible was wrong. You know, God must have got it wrong. Jesus didn't know what he was talking about. All of a sudden, oh, you're like, oh, it did come true. That did happen. And then we talk about things like the movement toward a one world government. Think about how many people today, famous leaders, are pushing the world today toward a one world government. And then if you think about it, Listen how close we're getting to a cashless society. You know, credit card, debit card, I mean, I hardly ever use cash now. And, you know, we talk about the market beast and how things will go in the end times. Again, none of us know exactly what it's going to look like, but more than likely, we're going to have one currency, like it talks about, and that's probably going to be a cashless currency, whether it's a chip in your arm, whether it's something electronic, whatever it may be. So you can already see how that would be very easy for the world to get that way. Because a lot of countries like America is already pushing for a cashless society. Even like, you know, um, the Nashville Soccer Stadium. They don't accept cash. It's card only. A lot of people are getting like that now. And then, 
Like I talked about earlier, the current sexual movement that we're seeing in our society today is very similar to what they saw in the days of Noah. So again, I'm not saying the end times are happening tomorrow. Nobody knows that at all. But it's important for you to see things like that and know that it is drawing near. So when the end times come, we'll be ready ourselves and we can, we can be confident and, and, and content with all those we witness to. So let me pray for them these questions. Lord, thank you so much just for your word and your lesson today on the rapture and just what it looks like to uh, lead up to the end times. We know things are going to get worse. We can't stop it. And, and we know that that's going to happen. We also know that we can lead as many as we can to you if we allow you to work through us. So I ask that we see these things not as a fear or it is something that we should dread, but something that should encourage us and urge us to start sharing the laws with all those around us, knowing that if we can just reach a few for you, God, whatever our efforts are, they're worth it. And so, God, I ask that we set our lives, our hearts, and our minds around you, and we trust in you fully, God. In your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. I'll leave pause it, and then we'll get to some questions.